In today's world, we are constantly moving and multitasking, and our attention is being pulled in so many different directions. According to the writer and research fellow at the University of Virginia, Matthew Crawford, attention is a resource and a person only has so much of it. But what happens when that attention is forced to focus on several different items at one time? Stay tuned to find out. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Working Smarter Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Boyle, and I'm excited to be joined by my two guests, Malini Rao, Senior Director of User Experience, and Chris Beebe, Manager of Product Management for UKG Ready. They're here to talk to us about attention economy within UKG Ready. Since the August release, you might have noticed some changes in your UKG Ready solution. We have been hard at work seeking to provide a user experience that is crisp, clear, and ultimately helps you do your job. All of these changes fall under the umbrella of attention economy. I'm going to hand it over to Chris and Malini to share more about the importance of attention economy and how it's played a big role in the UKG Ready solution. Well, thank you so much for having us, Amanda. Everyone, this is Chris Beebe here. So happy to be with you all today. Melanie and I are excited to share our thoughts about the exciting updates that uh, have come to the Ready Product Suite user experience, some that's recently occurred, as well as what we have coming up over the next few releases. Uh, now, some of you, hopefully, may be excited about what these updates may be. Uh, I'm sure there are some of you out there who are sitting back and going, oh, no, more changes. Trust me. Trust us. We hear you. Uh, So today, what we wanted to do was share the rationale and the thought process behind the changes uh, that we've seen recently. And we we really want to assure you that we are keeping our eyes and ears open for your feedback, partnership all along the way. So as you look at software trends overall, um, especially when it comes to the user interface, they tend to evolve every three to five years or so. And funnily enough, it has been almost three years since we fully launched our new UI with our desktop experience matching with our our mobile app. But the changes that we have coming to Ready are, are not necessarily just keeping up with the trends. Having said that, the trend of making business applications feel more like everyday consumer apps is not purely about aesthetics, but it's about making the complex tasks um, accessible and, and simpler for people by meeting them where they are in terms of their expectations of software, um, again, from both the desktop and the mobile experience. Um, and, and this is a universal goal that we we absolutely share. Yeah, so in 2021-22, we actually mapped the journey of the ready customers with our Heart of the Customer initiative. And by having those in-depth conversations with all of those customers, we learned a ton. In the study, uh, consistently across many uh, other research studies as well, Ready customers have told us that it feels like Ready is built for large customers with many more dedicated people for different functions to support their workforce. In contrast, we also learned that in our, the ready context, um, admins and practitioners often wear multiple hats and are super busy, multitasking constantly. 
they're overloaded and challenged and they experience frequent interruptions. So this makes that hand-holding or sometimes doing actions on behalf of their uh, employees and managers in the system a very large um, but inevitable burden, uh, especially on these ready champions. With this in mind, we decided to make it our top priority to address both the main issues here. One, making the product experience more warm and approachable, friendly, and human for our workforce to need less of that support from those uh, expert users. And also addressing that cognitive load of multitasking for our expert users in our system. Curiously, a lighter and more consumer-friendly interface actually helps solve both of these issues. Now, before I dive into the specifics, let us briefly consider some uh, research insights around human cognition and this uh, concept called attention economy. The concept of attention economy was first developed by Herbert Alexander Simon, an uh, American economist, political scientist, and cognitive psychologist uh, in 1971. Simply put, Digital products are competing for our users' limited attention, and one of the most important aspects of great digital experiences is that it focuses your attention on what matters the most to you in that context. Hey, Chris, I'm sure you've played the game I Spy. I have. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but sometimes it feels like finding a needle in a haystack. Exactly. In these games, the complexity increases as the number of things that you have to spot your item amidst um, increases. And the space sometimes, or how crowded something is, uh, the space between the objects decrease. So this is because the human brain is best at focusing on one primary task at a time. And an insight from cognitive psychology is that the time to make decisions increases exponentially with the number of choices. So it doesn't matter if the choices are relevant or mostly distractions, as in the case of the iSpy game, right? The efficiency to spot uh, your items decreases and takes more time. Similarly, in Ready, this can happen when lots of widgets offer lots of insights and options at the same time, and they're all vying for your attention, as in the case of our dashboards, for example. Or maybe we expose so many reports on the dashboard uh, instead of summaries or insights. So this is an example of a use case where we are uh, we try to make some optimal trade-offs between the number of clicks, the amount of white space compared to the content. Um, so that you have more ready to consume summaries that may put the detail maybe one click away. The contrary is also true. Do you remember the invisible gorilla exper uh, experiment that went viral on the internet several years ago, Chris? Right, that's the one where we had a group of volunteers. They were told to keep track of how many times basketball players were tossing a ball in a video. And then you had someone in a gorilla suit walking across the court is in plain view, plain sight, but many of the volunteers failed to even notice that. Yes, that's the one. That was the one that the, uh, a Harvard research group uh, did the original experiment, but I think there have been many, many variations after that. But why people missed the gorilla in this experiment, experiment is because of a phenomenon called inattentional blindness. 
This is when you miss uh, big and obvious things when you're hyper-focused on a task. In Ready, it's possible that you would miss an important time-sensitive notification around, say, benefits open enrollment, for example, because you're focused on primary tasks on the busy dashboard. To address this, we're actually saving some empty space near the dashboard tabs so that when the space is temporarily filled with an important information, it has a much higher chance of being noticed, especially when it comes in through some animation. So, Melanie, in the process of these visual simplifications, are we at all impacting efficiency for our multitasking power users and practitioners? Not really. Per information processing theories and cognitive science, multitasking actually interferes with attention and the working memory, and it negatively affects performance, comprehension, self-regulation, accuracy, and efficiency. Having said that, we are not proposing a one-size-fits-all experience strategy. While we design for attention economy for all users for Ready, because it's useful for everyone, we will be tra tailoring to personas and use cases as well. And while we focus on walk up and use experiences for our employees with little or no learning curves, we'll still be de uh, designing for efficiency for our power user personas like our admins and practitioners who use Ready every day. It's important to note that it's quite common for humans, however, to perceive their efficiency differently than how efficiently we really are. So besides the comments and feedback we hear from our customers on community and in research studies, we also try to track a variety of indicators in our research studies, like time on task. We try to use eye tracking heat maps. Um, we uh, also measure perception of ease before and after somebody completes the tasks, error rates, etc. So these are all the different ways in which we would also look at efficiency. We also track overall satisfaction with a universal experience metric called the System Usability Score or the SUS. We do this every quarter at scale with thousands of responses from our real users through in-product feedback. So far, our uh, SUS scores have been tracking really well in the positive direction for the last four quarters. So talking about power users, um, I also want to mention a recent study that we did around attention economy related changes. We engaged over 120 admins, managers, and partners. Uh, so these uh, together, these represent both existing ready customers and also some non-customers. And then we showed them the old dashboard and then the new dashboard that we released in August and a future version with some more changes. Our researcher gauged visual appeal with a, a toolkit called the Microsoft Desirability Toolkit, uh, otherwise also known as product reaction cards. So in this, the user chooses uh, five words to describe the screen that they just saw from a list. Interestingly, the number of negative words decreased across all user types for the August release version and there were no negative words in the top seven words that they chose by all users for the future vision. So it's also interesting that the number one word chosen for the old and the August release versions was overwhelming. 
And remember, most people in the study were power users. So it is overwhelming. The cognition load is true even for power users. But thankfully, the most common word that was used to describe our future version was straightforward, which gives us the confidence that we are on the right track. We will still be running other studies, of course, to measure usability and efficiency for those personas and for those use cases. But I think we feel confident that we are on the right track when it comes to cognition load and its impact on how friendly or approachable something looks, even for power users. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially when we talk about the density of content. However, it seems like the color is being drawn back from a lot of the ready screens. Is there a particular reason for this? Yes, there is a reason, but I first of all want to assure you that this is a step towards an eventual vision that we will again hope, you know, that it'll be warm and friendly and also colorful. But before getting into that color piece a little bit more, I want to take a step back and explain some of the visual levers that we use to address the various details around attention economy. So we use color, space, font, and content density to ensure just the right things on the screen catch your attention. And also to help orient the relative relationships of the elements on the screen. For example, we'll reduce the color contrast for less important items on the screen to help users maintain a better focus on the data or the task at hand on um, a given screen. Today in the Ready Dashboard, we have a bevy of blue icons and links all hankering for the user's attention. We're now trying to be a little bit more deliberate in how we use color and font size, and color as a very important and powerful way to direct attention. So we're also acknowledging that there are other affordances in our uh, everyday digital experiences that tell us what is clickable and what is not, and we don't need everything to be blue, for example. So we're also stripping out some of the color in some places to make room for some future enhancements, like colorful illustrations that will bring warmth and personality to our product experience. So we definitely are, in, are on a journey and we're taking baby steps towards that vision and measuring along the way. We're also hoping that most of these changes will be small enough and feel natural enough for you to not have to make um, huge adjustments each time. Absolutely. This, is, uh, this has indeed been a journey for us and we've had some lessons learned throughout. So you know, pre-2019, just to kind of frame a little bit of history, we were kind of working with an outdated UI from the desktop experience, an extremely outdated mobile app with limited functionality. To say we had our work cut out for us back at that time was an understatement. Uh, so our goal back then was to bring more functionality and power to users through the mobile experience therefore required us to update every place that managers and employees touch. We essentially had to make changes to every one of these screens, our reports, our detailed input pages, timesheets, and more were all affected. So that was that was quite the challenge. And it, it did not come without hiccups and, and lessons learned. So due to the scale of the change, there was a significant impact to our existing customer base. 
we tried a rip off the band-aid approach in some of these areas and, and that was met, met with mixed results. Um, certainly a big factor in that was just time to digest the changes and it really depended on where the changes were happening. Through this process over time, we're a little bit more focused in, in our efforts. And, and you know, an example of this is one of the later pieces that we made a major change to was the employee profile. Now, this is a highly used area of the product for managers to keep their employees' records up to date. For this, we tried a successive rollout approach that was a bit less radical than before, but large enough to where we offered a toggle that allowed managers to switch back and forth from the old view to the new view. We also had a feedback system that was in place that was monitored uh, between ourselves on the product team, our UX design team, and our engineers, both available from an outside survey um, and then eventually providing feedback within the product itself. So the team met weekly on this, working through feedback, adjusting priorities for these items that were bubbling up to the top. And given the frequency of our releases, we were able to make pivots to our process that could be rapidly felt by the user base, like really get those um, highly impactful changes out in a much quicker manner. And it really further solidified the way in which we all work together for the better. So we found a successful approach that allowed us to iterate and really partner with our customers. So when it came time to applying the attention economy methodology, we knew that we had to apply an even more careful and iterative approach for these changes, even more so than before. Um, so as Melanie mentioned, you know, we first looked at highly impactful areas that any user reviews when they first log in, namely the dashboard. Melanie, you discussed earlier the details and methodology behind the approach, behind our approach to the dashboard, uh, but the outcome was to design a visual refresh that was meant to boost both work efficiency and provide a more user-friendly interface that was simple, focused, and personalized. We released this back in August, and I'm happy to say that the overall response has been very positive. Yeah, absolutely. It's also important to note that although we've reduced the visual noise through various means, like I said before, adjusting space, color contrast, and many other visual details, we have not in fact made any changes to the da data itself on the dashboard widget. So the level of detail is still intact. It's just a little easier to digest. Also, one warmer change we made is that when users first log in, there's a, now a greeting message that is more welcoming and personal. This recognizes the time of day for your location, and it even welcomes you back for repeated logins. So this re replaces the static information about the person logged in, um, and that does not uh, update terribly often. So that information is still there for your reference. It's just tucked away into the profile menu in the top right of the screen. Very good point. And, and we've also improved, uh, made, made strides in terms of the channels in which we're communicating these changes, um, using more messages that are in the product itself, uh, including ready connect, pop-up announcements, um, providing updates through videos and community posts, and then, of course, uh, maintaining our release notes for more focused documentation um, around each release. Now, Melanie, that's not all we released back in August. Could you also talk a little bit about the menu updates that were made? 
Yes, yes, definitely not something to leave out. So with the menu, we wanted to provide more of an uh, aesthetic appeal that is decluttered and clean so that customers have an improved experience as their eyes flow from one sub-menu to another. The left side of the menu now features more prominent icons that provide better visual cues for finding the major functional areas. Also, Favorites has been upgraded given its own section uh, that is now accessible from both the My Info and My Team tabs for greater convenience. And the location of items within the menu itself have not changed, though. It's exciting stuff. I I've heard from so many customers who absolutely love the menu updates. Okay, so what's next, you might be asking? Well... Uh, coming in the October release, we have updates uh, being made to icons throughout the system, uh, particularly colors moving from blue to gray. This lays the groundwork for future work that you referenced earlier, where, where we add color back in with a purpose, right? Users will mostly see the impacts on report line item icons, lookup field icons, and, and more. Then... As we look ahead to the first half of this next fiscal year of 2024, we have more changes planned that, again, are more iterative in nature. Since we started very high level with the dashboard structure, our plan is to zoom in slightly to focus on some of the widgets themselves. Some of these adjustments will be made that will be made will be very subtle. For example, the sticky notes widget has some um, slight changes to uh, the color that's provided, changes to the border. Again, very subtle changes. While others, we're exploring more of a format change. Uh, an example of this is the documents widget that you can add to your dashboard, which today looks more like a report and uh, which could be very hard to see and manage the data in a clear manner, especially from the mobile experience. So, you know, things that we want to change there, again, won't impact the behaviors that you can apply or the, the functions that you can perform in those widgets. They'll just be restyled in a slightly different manner that's, that's clearer to the eye. Speaking of reports, we also plan to do work towards making the chart portion of reports, uh, that bottom portion, more in line with what we have from the dashboard perspective as it ties back to the padding in between those, those tiles, fault consistency, color consistency, etc. We are absolutely thrilled to bring these updates to our customers. We can't wait to show and tell you more, of course. We hope this sneak peek into our vision and rationale around the visual simplification around attention economy gives you the confidence that UKG is committed to making ready work harder and better for our customers uh, with the aim of having a positive impact on all key user types from admin to employee. Throughout this process, we want to hear from and engage with our customers all definitely through the way. We encourage everyone to reach out to us via UKG community, submit ideas, and participate with our in-product feedback options that periodically run. 
thank you so much for uh, for your time with us. Thank you both so much for diving in. Of course. We're so happy to have joined. Understanding the why really puts things into perspective, and it's great to have an inside scoop on how that research and feedback help define how we approach this for our Ready product. We are so thrilled to continue sharing the enhancements that are coming next. For more information on attention economy and upcoming enhancements, head on over to the UKG Ready Release Readiness page. There you'll find a new ease of use tab that contains all the latest resources. I'm Amanda at the Working Smarter Cafe. Thank you for listening with us today.